ladies and gentlemen, we're in for a treat right now. Uh, she's an up, up and coming comedian making her stand up comedy debut tonight from Bay City, Michigan. Please welcome the very funny Madonna, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Madonna, and I want to wish everybody in Australia a Merry Christmas. Shut up. Hi, I'm Madonna, and I want to wish everybody in Australia a Merry Christmas. Hello. Hi, I'm, Ma I'm Merry Christmas, and I want to... Okay, you guys. told me to get the hair out of my face and I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. This is Vanity Project with Laura and Charles. When you came here, was there something that you were looking for or something you were trying to achieve? Fame and fortune. I want to conquer the world. So we're back. We are back. Um, and this week. Um, we're letting you in on uh, kind of a, a fantasy of ours. A fantasy. On something that we've been that we've been planning for a while. Mm, the worst kept secret, because mm, most mm. of you already know what mm. we're doing. Less than a month from now. When I look back on my life, mm -hmm. I think it was a few days ago. I said, Laura, it's exactly a month mm. until we are in the same vicinity as. Madonna. Our patron saint, mm. Madonna. Mm. We're going to the States um, in a few weeks. We'll try to do some some podcasting from yeah. LA. No one cares. I want to take the, the Zoom mic into Wee Spa <laughs> on some, like, edible weed, weed gummy type of bullshit. Type of, yeah. Don't you reckon? Yeah, we just record the sound. Which is funny because trickling <laughs> one of us goes mute, <laughs> famously. Guess, on, guess which on one of us is most likely to go mute. You'll actually never guess. You'll never guess. <laughs> Look around, everybody, hold mute. Um, how are you, Laura? I'm good. I just came back from a trip to the islands. Oh. Anguilla is my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> I feel very like um, um, I want to say. I wasn't refreshed yesterday, but I, I want to yeah. say I feel refreshed from um, the that. F <laughs> <laughs> Not so refreshed, uh, are can we? You, can you please? <laughs> yes, I can. I totally can. Because um, I think we should host one of them. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't even been asked. You're so obnoxious. I love it. Also, we're not people of color, and it's meant to be a people of color focused event like it's right. meant to up, up, uplift and platform people gay people of color right. and the way that you you uplift and platform people of color is by <laughs> 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 
like <laughs> I like I'm allowed to say You absolutely are. I'm just Are joking. you are you allowed to say what? I don't think I'm allowed to say what. As someone who grew up in in <laughs> I feel like that word has caused grievous bodily harm wow. to so many oh, of my yeah. neighbor Ooh. neighbors. Ooh. Um and I, yeah, I was maybe instructed in the, as a child in the that previous, that was a bad word. Really? Not by my parents. They no. were throwing it around like oh, like it was hot. <laughs> but I think the most controversial thing I have ever oh. done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, different generation, different time. Um, Is this our WOG episode? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of wish I could do like a um, episode in a way. Um, what would we talk about? Oh, you know, the drama and the tea and other things that gay people like. Watch the gay men get quiet. <laughs> drama and tea. <laughs> Is Vanity Project a, a drama and tea podcast? <laughs> Do we report on hot drama? Yeah. I mean, I feel like more and more these days, um, Jack, what was her name? Janie Jacquet was right. And it's about, oh. it's kind of about topping and bottoming and penis sizes. She actually kind of I'm gave okay us with that. the elevator pitch for our podcast. Yes. We were quite lost yeah. up until she until she said, "Oh, you do a podcast with a lesbian? Us. That's comedy, bitch." Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but now we've finally found our feet, so we're talking about Hard Candy, the album by Madonna, <laughs> and Hard Candy, the movie with Elliot Page. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we've chosen um, for an episode to focus on two things that are called the same thing yeah. but are not connected. And you're gonna hear me. Like, and we'll, through the process of uh, talking about them, find how they truly are connected. <laughs> not just because a rose by any other name would maybe not smell as sweet, you know? Right, a hard candy by any other name would, would probably not, not taste, taste as, as good. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> would probably not taste as hard, you know? Yeah, right. And oh, Such love a hard, it when it tastes hard. A hard candy to swallow. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they say about us. <laughs> um, yeah, I was like watching a video today of. Um, yeah, if we were a lo- sorry to, if we were right. a lolly, mm. which one would we be? Milk dud. <laughs> <laughs> My mum went straight to your Werther's original and milk oh. dud. <laughs> For me, Werther's original is like. I'm hearing the rustling in the interval in the ballet and it's because the... <laughs> or maybe it's not even the interval and it's because the lady in front of me can't get the Werther's original out right, of the... because she's blind. That actually happened like, to me. And at the ballet? Yes. Yeah, New York dialects it was. And, um, <laughs> and I think um, if we were ever to do... If any, you know, if any of you out there wanted to do a kind of candy collab with oh. us i think we, we should be any? open <laughs> to such a sponsorship you know yes our sugar is sweet mm. we would love to make some sugary sweet merchandise with you mm. um candy makers yeah that um <laughs> um <laughs> so what i was gonna say was uh, i was watching a video today of madonna talking about why she called her album her 2008 <laughs> album hard candy yeah and um, she said, well, I wanted to call it Candy Shop, but mm. but there's already a 50 cent song mm. called Candy Shop. So they said no. Which and I then, think probably like conti- remains, like continues to eclipse Candy Shop by Madonna. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, because it's like way more of a hit. Yeah. It's like 50 cent outsold. You know what I mean? I'm doing like Stan Wars. <laughs> totally. We are a drama podcast. 
um, doing Stan Wars. And then she said, well, I wanted to call it uh, Give It To Me, mm. named after the sec- second nice. single of the album. And then apparently Timberland already has a song called Give It To Me. Oh, which this I'm is like, just a plagiarism album. <laughs> he produced this album. Mm. So why did he plagiarize himself? So she was like, you know, and I was thinking about candy. So I was like, hard candy. I just came up with it. And I'm like, stroke a genius. I know. She's so, that's so Leo. We were saying today, like, just like you can pick the Leo, you know. You can pick the Leo. And imagine talking her out of any of those ideas. Like, that would be hell. The moment she tells you her new album is called Hard Candy. Yeah. All the yes gay men are saying, oh, that's fantastic. That's genius. It's quite profound, actually. Mm, mm, Um, mm. Yeah, she released this album in 2008, and what we're going to talk about throughout this episode is is a film that was released in 2005 mm-hmm. called Hard Candy. Mm. When I discovered it, I was like, oh, Hard Candy, like the Madonna album. And then I proceed to like read the blurb, and it's about pedophilia mm. because you know candy the van right this is how the children are strangers with in. candy strangers with candy exactly yeah. yeah it's kind of the archetypal vision of a pedophile is yeah. one with candy yeah. in his hand mm. luring people yeah i started to feel my panties drop and um i guess we need to apply that reading to madonna's hard candy mm. as well mm. where is the subtext yeah well she's who you know, is she trying to attract? Right, and um, she's on the album cover with... She's licking a lollipop, no? Mm. Yeah, and that's, you know, could be construed as predatory in some way, I'm sure. Right. Because she's so old, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing about Madonna's career, is the older she's gotten, the more people have started to criticise her dating choices yep. and her um, taste for fresh meat yeah it's this (laughs) this great like paradoxical thing of like you know she was in the uh like a virgin you know clip and whatever wearing that boy toy belt right which um you know has become quite prophetic it's prophetic it's like a really prescient image in her um when i look back on my life because you know now she's like the boy toy hunter right Hmm. right I think I saw a video called that. Mm. Um, yeah, and it's what's gone from being quite prophetic has become ostensibly quite pathetic mm. in the way that people perceive her. Yeah. Um, that's not how I feel. Never. That's not how we I've feel. never felt that about Madonna. But we're just reporting the drama for you guys as the, a drama. And the tea. And the tea. <laughs> as a drama and tea podcast. Um, <laughs> so funny. <laughs> so stupid. Okay, but when was the first time you listened to Hard Candy? Oh, um, well, I grew up listening to the Celebration uh, compilation album, which has Miles Away and Four Minutes. So yeah. I knew those songs. Yeah. But I never listened to this album until no. maybe like a few years ago. No, I don't really, like, I, I listened, I have a really, really specific memory of listening to this album, like, as a child when it came out. Oh, really? And that's because, um, but I don't remember, like, I don't remember anything, like, about the music, but I remember my dad had gone on like a business trip to the US and they had iPod touches in the US. They hadn't released them in Australia Mm. yet. And she brought one back um, home and um, there was a bunch of music on it. But the only one I remember was the, oh my God, there would have been like some Radiohead album and Hard Candy by Madonna because that had just come. (laughs) Hilarious. And I remember looking at that cover and, you know, wow, it's like, so it's so beautiful. I just thought it was... um, 
Yeah, I, I like. Striking. I still, I still really like the album. Art. She's wearing that weird wrestling belt, and she's... yeah. Originally, I th- so it's shot by Stephen Klein. It was a. Uh... Oh yeah, let's talk about the album. Let's art. talk about yeah. the album art. So shot by Stephen Klein, a sort of wrestling scene, and mm. she said that um, the d- the direction or the treatment gonna bring it up for the photo big. shoot was was in order to capture the kind of um, energy of Give It To Me, where she's mm. um, kind of saying, she's kind of like egging someone on. Yeah. It's kind of like about like going to battle. Um, she Now the background was different, but then they superimposed this like kind of... It's like one of those swell, hard candy lollipops. Like yeah. The, yeah. She's wearing this wrestling belt that has her name M on it. And she's not sucking a lollipop. She's like... No. She's like licking her boxing, like boxing The like wrap. Tape. Yeah. And um, so this is the... This but I is... think it says, um, give it to me M, M Donna. Or M Dollar. On the belt? it says M Dollar. No. On the bottom part of the belt. Oh, it does. And what does it say on her, like, ring? It says, I think it says Madonna or M. No, it says M. Dollar. M. Dollar. So she was oh wearing God. some really fierce jewelry in this era. She wore this great necklace mm. um, that kind of had like uh, had the captures the kind of essence of like or this like accessory code that exists mm. in rap music where people like will buy their bling mm. and it's like fierce, heavy, blinged out words or images. So you famously. know that it's custom. You so know? that you know that it's custom. Like Nikki famously has this big Barbie um, mm. pendant that she wears around her neck. And at the time like Madonna was wearing vibes. Yeah. Yeah. At the time Madonna was wearing this nameplate thing that said hard. So good. It's such and because a good that's image. how her face was looking at that point in time. <laughs> And her tits, too. (laughs) (laughs) Drama and tea. Yeah, I really believe that this is, like, the end... Actually, kind of the start and end of Madonna's MILF era. Mm, Um, It was... It's like a blip, kind of. It's a blip, because I feel like before this point, she hadn't reached This is not the drama and tea podcast. This is, like, the the ageism podcast. (laughs) It's like the... I don't know. (laughs) Sorry to interrupt for that. No, that's okay. That's all right. I didn't have a lot to say other than wow, she's a sexy MILF in this. Yeah. Do you feel that she continued to be a MILF after this era? No, I don't think she did. I think it's fine to say that it ended there. And I do think she looks... Um, I really love the... We, like, revisited the four minutes clip. I don't know when it was, but we were at yours. Oh, so good. Like, not that long ago. And um, she is so beautiful in that video. And the costuming is absolutely stunning. It looks like, you Agreed. know, old helmet laying or something. And it's all um, skin tight. What was Joseph calling... Skinny jeans. I don't. I don't remember what it was, but it's like the clothes are painted on. It's like painted, mm. painted on airbrush. Air, yeah, and um, that's how tight it is, you know. And it's just yeah. body. Um, she's wearing this very like half baked, mm. corseted bodysuit that's got these like black undies peeping out from the bottom. Mm. It's really snug, and um, her and JT are like undressing each other at the beginning, and then yeah. they sort of run through, um. Uh, like a supermarket and a, mm. and a car park and everything's sort of like dissolving and disappearing and being like, um, <laughs> yeah, kind of spliced in a way that you feel like it's like the end of the world and yeah, they're trying to, well, um, they're, they're kind of like, um, you know, it's almost like, uh, the, the film splice, right? Like that word kind of reminded me of, you know, when you get the, the kind of frames of the film and splice it together and that's yeah. kind of how things are edited and, 
you know, the film times. But um, yeah. but I was thinking about that quality of the music video in relation to the movie, and I was like, oh my god, I found a point of connection. How um, the uh, in like the extreme points of suspense in the Hard Candy film, it like has this like shuddering kind of yeah. lapsing, um, you know, high high tension. These like weird like very two thousand and five digital effects on yeah. the on the motion of the thing. Yeah, that's um, right. And that's very the like four minute clip is like these like splicey effects. Totally, to create a sense of um, urgency, mm. whether that be very... about saving the world yeah. or saving the world from pedophiles. Yes, um, you've only got four minutes. Mm. Uh, yeah, so with hard candy. Madonna became the first major artist to release an album via mobile phone prior to its oh. release in store. She released this album and then went on tour and one of the nights she was on tour was like Obama was elected. So oh this is like God. just speaking to the yeah. time and place in which Hard Candy came to fruition. It was like the dawn of like the iPhone mm. and Obama and it's like yeah. full of all this hope and the pom- I found a really good quote about it but I just need to find it. It's I can't keep waiting for you all along on the beat goes. Oh, yeah. So um, this was in, like, a dazed uh, write-up that was, like, 70 pages long. It was, like, a cover story about Madonna's Hard Candy. If Danger Mouse's great album was the literal template for layering white pop with hip-hop, then Madonna's new album is the next genre flux. A sonic collage that could yet come to be the synthesis of what Timberland and Pharrell have been working towards for the best part of this decade. The sound of a self-satisfied America teetering on the mm. edge of nihilism, or to put it more graphically, <laughs> the sound of sex without consequence. Yeah, because she's menopausal. But I think the most controversial thing I have ever done is to stick around. Right. <laughs> sex without consequence. Madonna's not getting pregnant. No. In the hard candy era. No. And right? that's why she's choosing these virile men. Yes, and these young men. JT. So, you know enticed by her yeah because she's it's sex without consequence right right although i feel like there are consequences when it comes to kissing up on madonna oh yeah live to tell live to tell (laughs) (laughs) now we're joking about madonna giving everyone aids um (laughs) so nympho wars i mean maybe i'm a gay man trapped in a woman's body um well this is like a uh it's it's an anomaly when it comes to the the kind of media coverage of hard candy right like this is not this is not indicative of how people felt about the album of how well the album did of how critics responded to the album um i read a couple of other articles this morning where the album gets absolutely panned like it is like so (laughs) lambasted (laughs) i really want to read these other quotes just to like even like give context to the days (laughs) piece Okay, so The Guardian at the time reviewed the album um, and the, I think this is the opening of the article, says, In your local newsagent, Madonna currently stares down from four magazine covers. One of them belongs to a style magazine, celebrating the release of Hard Candy with a Madonna special that goes on and on like the old girl's career. Uh It's 70 pages commence with an unwittingly hilarious interview. The journalist quotes Hard Candy's lyrics with a solemnity that suggests the words have been handed to him on tablets of stone. 
every line is granted its own paragraph, as it befits such sage words of profundity. <laughs> See my booty get down. Music <laughs> makes the people come together. <laughs> so that's so amazing. That was so amazing to me as well because I. I got to feel insulted by it. I thought, great, I'm going to sit down and do this podcast, this really serious academic drama and tea podcast. Academic <laughs> drama and tea podcast. And feel like this guy who's getting, you know, absolutely lambasted by The Guardian for um, for revering it, <laughs> you know, like uh, like it was handed to him on Tablets of Stone. Which is really funny because obviously hard. Madonna's whole career... Right, hard tablets, yep. firstly. Um, stone is hard. Yeah. Um, tablet like the iPod Touch. Right, exactly. Yeah. Touch screen. Touch screen. Liquid crystal stone tablet, you know? Right. I even know. <laughs> <laughs> um, the whole... Uh, I don't know. Like, Madonna's whole career has been um, connected to religion, religiosity, mm. Mm. divinity, profanity. Mm-hmm. Her name is a starting point for that, as she calls it, a name to live up to. Her mother's name. There's a you know, immense presence to her name standalone, but then you become like a, a pop star who whose early career is all about challenging the church and the institution of marriage and um, puritanical sexual politics to do mm. with Catholicism and um, and yeah, her her lyrics are passed down um, you know, are are divine a divinely kind of given to her yeah and then the lyrics are things like my sugar is raw yeah sticky um, and sweet sticky and sweet you know yeah and that's kind of um yeah oh and i'm receiving that as the gospel you know what right, i mean exactly yeah exactly yeah. um as an acolyte like as, palio totally totally i think it's interesting to to try to give a good faith reading reading to this album which is so clearly a pop music album designed mm. to create like very marketable pop hits. Yeah. But that is also like, I don't know, branded as candy. Like I think it's, there's some sort of connection between popular music and some sort of, like the there's sweet some sort of tooth consumption that... element to it. That's about like sugar. It's kind of mass appeal. Um, the way that it's kind of, rotting your teeth mm. or rotting rotting your brain rotting rotting the societal values you know it's it's very like to me um pop music is um um related to like ideas of like degeneration and yes. and things mass that are like inoculation mass inoculation things that are popularly enjoyed um feel like um you know, almost like brain numbing in the way. Something like, you know, o- hard candy is the opiate of the masses. And exactly. Even the word consumption, um, you know, is it to me it's very like um, you know, Victorian repressed he succumbed to consumption, you exactly, know. And, exactly. And um being kind of um oh my god, like just inebriated on it. It's um lyrics about um sex and, and s- sticky sweetness. Um, yes, exactly. Um but it uh, I think it's so when you put it into context about like who was working on the album, where the sounds are coming from. Yeah. I feel like it makes so much sense. Like it was um, Justin Timberlake, Timberland. Um, uh, this name I don't know. The, the Net- Neptunes and Nate um, Danger Hills, as well as Pharrell and Kanye. Um, 
and you like you hear the Pharrell beat, you hear the Timberland percussion melody. Yeah. Like yeah. It, you hear the um, obviously Timberlake is like on the album, but his yeah. um, lyricism is um, uh, like really like present in it. Um, and in the Guardian article um, that I quoted before, there they're saying that it just sounds like his album, which had just come out, which is called um, Love Sounds Such Future Sexy. Yeah, I've seen that CD in plenty of Vinnies in the last two weeks. <laughs> so nobody's holding on so to it. So nobody's holding on to it. But guess which CD I haven't found Yeah. in the Vinnies and the Salvos. Hard Candy. Hard Candy. Because people are holding on to that shit. Because that shit's valuable. Because Hard Candy is what we want. <laughs> right. Um, the masses. And, they want the Hard Candy. Mm, um, and how do they want it? Hard, you know? <laughs> um, sticky and sweet. And um, the article goes on to say about... <laughs> Timberlake not having to uh, sorry not having to come up with any new ideas has allowed Timberlake more time to indulge in his famous hobby of thoroughly establishing that he enjoys having sex apparently in the belief that it makes him unique <laughs> which to <laughs> me reads as like an angry sexless journalist yeah incel incel who um, worse a gay incel gay incel who has no rhythm and can't dance to the Timberland beat mm. in order to catch a, a man yeah. to take home yeah. to show his sticky and sweet hard yeah. candy to you know, even if you had a van and some hard candy to swing he around couldn't it couldn't even lure some unwitting children into that van um, and yeah what what that reads to me is like wow you really hate fun yeah. and you hate sex and fun and sex are the same thing um, the the producers and the credits and the featured artists in this album speak to I think a kind of phenomena in Madonna's career. We've talked about religiosity, but we haven't really mentioned the um, the specter of blackness that haunts her mm. and her career, especially so yeah. at a point where Hard Candy is what she calls, you know, contributed to by the best of the best in urban music. Right. Which is, like, an interesting way of describing of saying hip-hop, black. <laughs> R&B, you know, disco, electronic music, while also saying black. Yeah. Um, because so many of those genres of music originate in black culture. This was also, like, the time when Madonna was ramping up her Malawi... Campaign, Campaign and philanthropy. Mm -hmm. I think she had this film come out at the time of the promotion of the album that was like, I am because you are. I definitely misquoted that. But it was about her um, Malawi charity. Mm. And um, at this time as well, she was like adopting kids from Malawi. Um, So it's interesting to think about how um, the music is responding to the mass appeal or popularity of quote-unquote urban music at the time. Mm. And um, I read something that said, like, that you can feel the production so heavily and that maybe the fact that there are, you know, these constant reinventions in Madonna's career says something about how the producers are making her and then someone was, you know counteracting that by saying that she makes the producers and there's this tension between Mm. where is the music coming from like is it a true collaboration does it just sound like a Timberland album Mm. is that a problem for Timberland to make an album and for Madonna to write lyrics I just sing on top of it like I feel like it's not a problem surely like it's um 
music is collaborative, right? Like, um, like unless a solo artist is like doing everything, which just seems like I don't know, not a good way to do things. Um, and yeah. also that, um, yes, uh, like I would say, undoubtedly, Madonna's music is um, charting. You know what's what's captured her, what's captured the culture, what's interesting at the time. Mm. Um, and at the time of Hard Candy, it's you know Timberland and Pharrell and yeah. Justin Timberlake. Yeah. Um, Justin Timberlake and his black scent as well. And his black scent, yeah, <laughs> right. As portrayed by Michelle Williams <laughs> in the latest. Did you listen to that? No. So Michelle Williams, I believe that's her name. She was the voice actor for Britney Spears memoir called The Woman in Me and for a week there was this (gasps) screen recording going around where Michelle Williams plays... As in Michelle Williams like the actress? From Brokeback Mountain. Yes. Yeah. So she does the... She reads Britney's memoir and Britney in her memoir had said something about... She had like written in like AAVE an imitation of JT speaking to someone in like a really embarrassing black scent and then they like had Michelle Williams oh. acted out I'll, I'll find the clip and I'll put it in oh yeah for shiz for shiz genuine what's up homie um, that's shocking me it's really full on yeah and um so we could call Justin Timberlake urban can't we oh my god <laughs> yeah 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 he would like that Which, um, <laughs> also like who's <laughs> like like you know let's um let's be explicit and say like obviously urban there means black yeah um and um but also like Outside of outside of that, like who's more urban than Madonna? She's the one repping New York City, you know, it's harder true. than it's true. harder than anyone else. Speaking urban in of like cities, the true sense of that word. Yes, exactly, and not um not as a um synecdoche for black. Totally. Um, speaking of cities. <laughs> <laughs> now you told me when I was driving down at Elizabeth Street, um, about a certain gym. Mm. Mm. In our city. Wait, we should talk about Black Madonna first. Mm. Because we're we're No, on we t- can't depart from that. You're so right. So we're on the topic of blackness. Yeah. Um, well Yeah, so Yeah, like, you had brought to me this story about the origin of the album. Found out right? Shortly like a short while ago. I think I was reading some writing in a book about erotica mm. and someone had been talking about culture mass culture subculture and was sort of it was sort of this loving indictment of Madonna's um, quote-unquote cultural appropriation, which doesn't interest me very much. But um, she, the the writer, he, a gay man, um, (laughs) was was sort of pointing to the uh, early, um, early marketing and creative direction of Hard Candy, which was Mm -hmm. originally meant to be called Black Madonna. And it was um, originally meant to be a photo shoot with Stephen Klein where Madonna, through lighting and maquillage, makeup, um, portrayed the Black Madonna, which is um, a fascinating fascinating religious illusion. Um, Oh, I don't... Yeah, I don't know about this. So what is is Black Madonna in... Well, I just think it's terms? potentially, it's potentially, uh, I think what like she a would, representation if she were of... to try to like speak about it, I'm sure yeah. what she would be saying is she would be speaking about the, um, the geography and the birthplace of oh, Catholicism. As in like actually portraying Mary as like a black 
person, as a and black woman. I think it's about the subversion of, of um, like let's rethink, let's rethink histories of, uh, histories of women. Exactly, um, and I think also she's, you know, trying to be Mother Africa. Yeah, um, she's right. also probably engaging with the like dissonance between having all of these black African Malawi children right, and being a right. white woman. And yeah, I that think would be weird to deal with because it's a bit. Yeah, that is a bit weird. Confronting, <laughs> confronting, um, and. And uh, I think it works as a really interesting uh, <laughs> companion text to Lady Gaga's Black Jesus Amen fashion, which Obviously. came just a short while later. Yeah, which is about a black man who they called Black Jesus. Yes. Yeah. Which is similarly precarious. Right. Um, not for the same reasons. Maybe his name was Jesus. That's true. That's true. I don't actually know that much about Black Jesus. Me neither. Um, no, I was wondering if, like, is... is the idea of black Madonna something that exists outside of Madonna's conception of black mm. Madonna? Do you know? I'm not 100% no? sure. Okay, I don't know either. Um, and I don't... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's... Like, like I feel like sometimes when when we're doing um, uh, funny provocations about um, obviously really fucked up and weird things, um, I have to say, obviously, Madonna in blackface is... Really fucked up and oh, weird. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, did I not mention that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so she was meant to do blackface, she was discouraged. Wait, didn't Thank the God. pictures exist, no? no? I sent you doctored images oh, okay, that great. people did on the internet. Okay, great. So Just people... like the ones of Ariana Grande. Oh, um, <laughs> oh my God, the ones of Ariana are so funny. Yeah, it's like... It's hilarious. And it's the hilarious ones of Lady to Gaga are funny. Live, yeah, we could live in a time where we do there live are in a time. real images yeah. of blackface yeah. Madonna. Instead, yeah. we live in a time where real images of blackface Madonna were almost taken, yeah. but, were, but were not were not taken yeah. because they knew that we would talk about them like in this tea and drama podcast in 2020. Stan Wars podcast. Four. Yeah. I mean, thank God. Um, and and we say thank God selfishly because we don't want to see our I don't want to see idols in crucified. Yeah, in that way. In that way. <laughs> um, it's also, and also because we don't believe in blackface. Yeah, I absolutely not. Have you seen those things on Twitter? This is what you would look like if you were black or Chinese. <laughs> <laughs> no. Wait, genuinely, you haven't. I haven't. Oh my God, it's amazing. I don't know. Do they just find pictures of ha- no. black and Chinese people, or do no. they put your face? It's like yes. face face up. Yes, that's hilarious. It's like it'll be like a like a truly. I believe it started out as one Twitter user who was doing this to people as like a bit of a joke. They would find like consensual a random woman's selfie no. and, and quote tweet it and say. Here's what you would look like if you were black. And was, was Ariana Grande patient zero? If you were black or Chinese. <laughs> okay, did you get it done to you? No. Tell me, hot or no? <laughs> Wait, can I quickly show yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Show me, show me, show me. We can edit it out. Um, here's what you would look like. <laughs> here's what you would look like. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Part of a series on race swapping, like when we're on Know Your Meme. Um. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what I'm looking at is I'm looking at a a black woman with a kind of suspicious fringe sipping on a like iced a Starbucks-y coffee kind Starbucks of drink. Yeah. in her car. Yeah. And then they've made her um they've made her Chinese. <laughs> it says Chinese, but she could just be like East Asian. Yeah. Um 
And it's pretty fierce. And, I mean, the that, AI is pretty fierce. Yeah, let and me tell you. Neither of them are the original image. Oh, oh. So this is a edit of a white woman. Okay, interesting. Um, and this in the following days, this user made more similar posts based on selfies shared by women online. Wow. Um, and people really kind of got into it. But, um, you know, then they were kind of just sharing... <laughs> so funny to me oh my god I feel like I'm looking at Time magazine you know like I think it's like it is very global it is very Madonna to be like we are all the same yeah we all all could be black or Chinese and the reality is that we do have black and Chinese doppelgangers out there in the world like Fiona Apple and Ty Dolla Sign exist they're just they're just fortunate enough to know that each other exist I know I would love I would love that I would love th- to know what that feels like to be Fiona Apple and or Ty Dolla Sign. I also <laughs> honourable <laughs> mention to um, Kanye West, who's on this album, Hard Candy. Yes. And Ty Dolla Sign's um, new album, um, which is horrible, but there's that great song about beautiful, big titty, but naked women. Who? Which I think is great. Who don't just fall out of the sky. Yeah. Yeah, we've been we've been enjoying that quite a lot. Laura, tell us about the Hard Candy Fitness Gym. Oh my god, yeah. So, um, for some reason I knew this gym existed, I don't know why, and then a pharmacist I was working with, she, her husband, like, worked in the city. And I thought it was funny when she said her husband just joined a gym to say, is it the Hard Candy Gym? Yeah, so tell tell the <laughs> tell listeners what, the hard, what the hard Candy Gym is, because people the don't hard, know about this. Okay, and the Hard Candy Gym was a gym that existed on Elizabeth Street in the city that had just murals of Madonna. Unofficial. Unof- like, it's bootleg. It's not official, licensed, hard ca- the hard candy gym, obviously. But when I Googled it, I do think hard candy gyms existed. H- hard candy fitness was a thing. Right, okay. In Mexico and in other places when I Googled it. Maybe. Right, right. so maybe... Jury's still out. Okay, maybe this was global as well. But this maybe one this was, was not also official. black and Chinese. Right. But this one black was... people, Chinese people, everyone was working out at the Hard Candy Gym. Utopia. To all start looking the same as in <laughs> to get jacked. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um and I knew it as, you know, as a gay gym, as you How know. did you know about this? I don't know. It was it was the time when I was like multiple nights a week like hanging out and, and random drag things like on Oxford Street and blah 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 so I feel like it was through osmosis in being around lots of lots of gay men um and (laughs) which is you know quite different to quite different to how I live my life now now. (laughs) and um and so I thought it was really funny to say to the pharmacist oh is he going to the hard candy gym and she said yes how did you know and I said you know that's the gay gym right and And this is your middle-aged co-worker she was horrified she was horrified her and her husband were like you know married like maybe like three years ago and she was just trying to have a kid well there's a reason why he wasn't impregnating her (laughs) because he was was impregnating he was getting impregnated (laughs) at the hard candy gym (laughs) and yeah we will post these images because it's it's a sight totally sick the way that they put these murals up it's totally sick that this business went under as well because if i I feel like we were born in the wrong time we needed to be born in the time when we were of legal age to go to the hard candy it's like you know what is it it's like old enough to be able to enjoy hard candy by madonna without critique too old to have enjoyed hard candy the gym you know that's so true that's so true yeah yeah i really lament that um Mm. 
Should we talk about the movie? Yeah, we should. We totally should. I'm just checking if we haven't mm, if missed, missed anything. anything. Oh, I really liked this quote. Can I just read this? Yeah. Tom Young from Blender gave a positive review saying, on Hard Candy, she's like an aging master thief oh. sneaking into the temple of pop goodies for one last big score. Album 11 is a good-naturedly smutty, not confrontationally nasty, but it's a veritable filth bath compared to the C-SPAN sermons and confessional strumming Ooh. of 2003's dreadful American Life or the woozily self-actualized club trance of 2005's hey. Confessions on a Dance Floor. He's coming for every last album. Yeah. Yeah, interesting, interesting read on the film, as we were saying... MILF era. This was her... This was her... Um, this was a really important album in the way that it, like, solidified her um, her status as this, like, four-decade hit... or oh, three-decade hit maker. Mm. Four minutes pushed her into, like, a chart-topping... Yeah. Um, ...status that, like, pushed her past Elvis Presley, who was... Oh, wow. Like, so he, he had, time. like, a record... He had a Until record. I think it was like got... the 37th number oh one hit God. she ever had. Yeah, that's insane. Which then is helped like her, her to surpass hit? Elvis Presley. It could be. I don't know if it is. It really could be. Um, that The tour was the mm. highest grossing female tour, um, world tour, um, up until the Eras tour and the Renaissance wow. tour yeah. last year. Yeah. Um, so it was huge. It was really huge for her. Oh, this that is being said, This is Facts Podcast. This is yeah. the Facts Podcast. <laughs> that being said, we're going to the Celebration Tour, and this is the album that is entirely absent from the set list. Yeah. She will Despite not Despite it being on the, you know, Celebration, you know, compilation album. Which and, is very strange. Which is very strange, and I <laughs> lament you... <laughs> that greatly. And Oh, yeah, I don't know if we've made it clear enough that we love this album. Oh, we I love, love it. this album. If you, yeah, I really love the song, just, you know, just some quick highlights. Hard Candy, Give It To Me. Um, the one I, with Kanye is pretty good. The one with Kanye is pretty good. I love the song Heartbeat. Mm. And I also Which love... Which is about sh- your throbbing clit. It's about your rock hard throbbing clit. And like the a- dance floor that you are on alone and mm. the spotlight that mm. is shining on you. So awesome. Um, should we move on to the Hard Candy film that was Ooh. released three years earlier? Ooh. Okay. Starring Elliot Page. And... F- like, the only thing that I knew about this movie was, yeah, Elliot Page was in it. It's about a pedophile. And what's so infamous about it is that castration scene. Yeah, so you knew about the castration scene. Yeah, it's definitely not the first time we've spoken about castration. And it won't be the last. <laughs> I didn't know about the castration even until I got to that scene. I did not know what I was in oh, for. Oh, God, I wish that were me. Oh my god, so much. Um, yeah, oh my god. I mean it's it's quite painful to watch because it just goes you know, it's like the song Beat Goes On from Hard Candy. <laughs> on and on on that scene goes, you know? <laughs> the beat goes on and thank God for that. <laughs> um, yeah, so And I can feel it in my heartbeat. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, so Elliot Page plays a 14-year-old girl who... The film starts in a chat room. Mm. Um, Elliot is chatting up. What was his username? Ooh, I just remember that, like, Elliot Page's character, 
her screen name was Thong Girl 14. Yeah, which is like, that's your Ooh. username. Ooh, Chromatica Thong. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, Thong Girl 14. Woof. Like, so 14 is in age. Like, yuck, you know? <laughs> it's harrowing from the jump. From the jump. Yeah, what's his name? I don't remember. His name was like. And camera Something, boy. Yeah, it was like it was like. I'm l- gonna shoot you. you yeah. Know? <laughs> camera boy shooting teen girls. Like, yeah, totally. Fourteen. Yeah. I'm gonna shoot you. Yeah. So he um. Shoot my load on fourteen year olds. You know, <laughs> like it's like some shit like that. <laughs> and then, let me take a photo of you. <laughs> yeah, it's like shy, shy. Like, you know, like um, guy with the guy with the camera. You know, I don't know. Totally. Um. So Patrick <laughs> Wilson plays the man opposite. Elliot Page. And what's he known for? Is he like a rom-com oh, star or something? So for me, he's known... He is recognisable from two particular things. Mm. One of them is that one episode in Girls where Leonard Dunham mm. is throwing the shit in the bins yes. down the street as a kind of way of getting off. And then she has this to- like um, torrid romance Ooh. with a stranger. Turgent. Haven't we met? Turgid romance. Turgid romance with a strength with a You're some kind of beautiful stranger. See, stranger Tumescent. in a brownstone, mm. tumescent member, and um, she stays in his beautiful home, and she yeah. has a, it's a beautiful. Um, Ooh. What what type of episode is that? That's um yeah. What do they call that? They it's call like a that? bottle episode. Bottle episode. Yeah. So I know him from that, and then the other film I know him from is called Little Children. Which is also a film about child sexual abuse. He plays. It's this really great film by. Um, shit. Okay, the name of the director is escaping me. Could we search it? Yeah. Um, it's this really great film about a suburban neighborhood in America. What's his name? Todd Field, the guy who did Tar. Yeah. Um, sexy. Oh, same director. No way. Okay. No, I don't think so. It's just people search for. Oh, because this director like really didn't do many movies. Um, This is it's yeah different director. Okay, sorry about that. No, 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 that's okay. So, um, yeah, Little Children. It's about it's about two particular storylines. It's about two sexy adults, Kate Winslet and Patrick Wilson, who play um, married people who have an affair. Okay, and then it's also about a guy who lives on the same street who is a registered sex offender. Ooh, is he the pedophile? He's the pedophile, and it's sort of like the film takes you through this like very sexy courtship and romance, and then at the same time it like cuts to what is really some of the most affecting and like disturbing um, and sinister... Ew. Exposure to um, life as a pedophile Ew. who is trying to, like, um, you know, survive and um, and find normalcy mm. in suburbia. Mm-hmm. And so it's doing, like, uh, it's doing sen- trope, sensuousness it? and then disgust mm. all at once in this mm. really... Through the, like, beautiful affair and the... And also how beautiful this... Oh. main actor is Patrick Wilson you're right. just like watching him fuck Kate Winslet and you're oh. like oh that's so sexy and then cut to yeah. and there's actually a castration in that film as well of him? of um the pedophile yeah okay he's playing the pedophile? no okay another guy yeah, a really yeah. gross looking guy yeah um actually I think I found out about that film from Nymphowals really? <laughs> yeah they that's were talking so about funny. it they were like we love this film um, oh my god yeah, it's that, a good movie this is sick this is sick 
Um, like that's Janet. Bizarre. Yeah, like spousal abuse, like Janet. Yeah, exactly. Um, wow, okay. I mean, yeah, and in this movie he is... There's just two characters. He plays the pedophile. Yeah. Um, oh, and then there's Sandra Oh as well at the very end. And there's Sandra Oh at the end. And there's there's another woman as well. There's a Janelle or something. And they, she shows up at the end and... Do you remember she, like, drives a car? Oh, whatever. It's remember. This movie is so, like... Oh, I forgot to write it on Letterboxd. What did you write on Letterboxd about it? What did I write? Oh, God. But your phone was buzzing with compliments all night about your Letterboxd review. <laughs> You're <laughs> this mean. Movie. <laughs> Sorry. You're funny. Oh, what did my I say? God. I said, Promising Young Girl. Yeah, what I was referencing there is that horrible movie called Promising oh, Young Wim- Woman. Yeah. And I feel like this movie is a companion piece to that. Yeah, I just it's... feel like I've seen... An been like thinking about so many rape revenge stories yeah like what like the last thing we talked about was like kind of a rape revenge story and yeah true and kind of probably the next thing we talk about <laughs> is <laughs> rape it's, it's such a trope it's such a trope <laughs> <laughs> and um yeah so um it starts in the internet chat room and then they're they're meeting in the coffee shop and then they're discovering like, that they oh, have the shared interests oh, that are connected, which is such as gold, gold frap. <laughs> oh, I went to the gold frap concert, you know. And she's is... like, shut up. My mum wouldn't let me go because I'm 14-year-old girl in a thong. Yeah, yeah. Which is like, why do you have to say the thong part, you know? Yeah. It's not about what she was wearing. And and, um, um, and then, you know. They go back to his house. They go back to his house, which is, the decor is like fascinating in that <laughs> it's like quite glam. It's so glam. It's like, what is it? It's like... So LA, and it's like millennial pink, monochromatic bedroom, low bed, low bed, very like Zen garden pebble yeah. feature in the center of the house. Yeah. Um, I got the vibe that they were like in an apartment building because, um, me too. But she then was they like, weren't. Yeah, she was like, Mister Brennan upstairs is on vacation, and Mrs. Smith won't get home from work until blah 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 blah. That's true. A bit of a plot hole. And then, <laughs> yeah, I found it, guys. And then they <laughs> like get up onto the roof later, and it is like a house with like no other houses around it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um. Anyway, it almost feels like a like a. What's her name? Uh, it's not Nadia Lee Cohen. It's the mm. other one who photographs everyone with ears. Petra Collins. It oh, feels yeah. like the kind of home that Petra Collins would live in. Like, yeah. all the p- pictures on the walls are, oh, yeah. are like these. Oh, it's kind of... Okay, you haven't seen it, but, like, in the L word, all of the art on Alice's bedroom walls are like that as well. There's, like, these yeah. beautiful photos of, like, girls falling. Wow. And it's, like, very Petra Collins in that yeah. way, too. But it's, like, closer to this era, you know? Yeah. Um, and there are all these conversations between the kid and the adult about, like... Um, about the photographs on his walls yeah, and like yeah. he's obviously taken them he's a fashion photographer yeah. who photographs young girls which is like yeah. half the course f- like I'm gonna put the siren sound in you know <laughs> Wee, you know <laughs> Woo-hoo. and then I put oh, the whistle on. oh god yeah yeah that too <laughs> um, um so and then I'll put the like you held me down, but I got up. You held me down, because <laughs> then I Elliot Page up. drugs him. Drugs him. They're like they're drinking, you know, um, vodka orange screwdrivers, and mm-hmm. um, 
Which I've never had a screwdriver. What oh is my a screwdriver? god! I, well, I got on the Zaddy boat the other day, sponsored by Absolute, and I was already <laughs> fucking waste, like fucking, you know, in my own world. Right. And I took my little drink card to the bar. It was so embarrassing. I was like, felt like crying. I took my drink card to the bar, and they said, um, "What would you like?" And I was like, "Oh." um could I have a vodka Red Bull? And they said, no, you can't have the Red Bull. And I was like, oh. Mm. And I thought about it and I was like, oh, I really do want a tequila soda. And then some, you know, some uh, Twitter gay porn star came up next to me and said, babe, it's sponsored by Absolute. You have to get vodka. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, oh, could I have a vodka soda, please? I was so embarrassed. <laughs> um, but you could have had a screwdriver on the boat. Right. <laughs> Well, you know, I was looking for a for a screwdriver, and sadly that didn't happen for me mm-hmm. on the boat. Because <laughs> you know I love a tight screw. Um, yes. So they're drinking screwdrivers. She drugs him. He wakes up tied to a chair, and you know the the film makes its quote unquote dramatic, you know, twist, which yeah. is that actually the. Um, the person that you thought was being lured and trapped and, mm-hmm. um, and groomed and groomed and put in a dangerous situation yeah. is actually the menace is actually the one they are the danger one threatening yeah. the safety of the other um the other person mm. and obviously that is like confounded by the fact that one is potentially a pedophile <laughs> and the other is a child so you're like <laughs> you're made to like feel a little bit guilty for the old man but also confused as to why you are watching him suffer and sympathizing with him I don't know yeah it's so it's so bizarre I mean Elliot Page gets the the rape revenge by uh, by castrating him and um and um sorry I'm kind of speed running through it but that's okay castrating him because it's really drawn out it's a lot of like angry yelling and you don't really know why Elliot Page is so angry like this is why I compared it to Promising Young Woman because the whole like the stakes are not established in that film like it's very like why is Carrie Mulligan doing this like what for what reason do you go out and you seek out this kind of homicidal in this case, um, castricidal, <laughs> I don't know, testi- um, testi- 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 testicidal revenge, you know, mm-hmm. like it's like, sure, of course I want pedophiles to suffer. Oh yes. I think they to- should suffer. Clap if you think pedophiles should suffer. Yes. And I'm going to put in the yay sound. Yay, 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 yay. <laughs> but, and- um, am I going to be the one to like make them suffer by cutting off their bits, by neutering them, by spaying them? That's not for me. She's not me. <laughs> oh, she doesn't have my name. She's not me, and she never will be. That's probably what Elliot Page says about this character as well. Um, and Elliot Page's um, like anthem yeah. is Madonna's "She's, She's not, not me. me." She's not me, and she never will, will be. be. <laughs> um, and um, and. The whole time that character's kind of, like, being like, you killed Donna, didn't you? This, like, you know, other character that we, like, never saw nor knew anything about. But that's where the revenge is coming from. That's where there's, like, yeah. stakes are coming from, yeah. I guess. And, um, yeah, and then, oh, it's so... <laughs> <laughs> you know? What is it? <laughs> it's just, like, 
Is it fashion? <laughs> it's kind of... Okay, I did look at the haircut, and I was like, wait, I think that's my haircut, <laughs> and I think the fashion's a kind of fashion, and I like that Elliot Page, like, as a teenage girl, like, looks like a little boy. Like, I think that's totally, really cute. Totally. Yeah, and fun. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and, um... God, my thoughts about this movie are so vain, you know? And the rest of it, I'm just kind of like, <laughs> oh, my God, it's so long. I watched part of it last night when I was coming home in North um, Indian Cuisine, <laughs> the restaurant. Oh, you did? <laughs> I did. I was, like, on my phone scrolling, and then I was like, oh, I guess I should watch this movie. I don't know. It's um, it's just so drawn out. Oh it is God. really drawn out. And but, it, but... I was saying, I, we were talking about this when I was only halfway through the movie, like, on the weekend. And I was like, Charles, I think... um. I think it's like I think the dialogue is really bad. Like I think it's like yeah. not a good movie. No, it's definitely not a good movie. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like okay, then why did we choose to talk about it? <laughs> no, but it's fine. We can talk about bad movies. We can talk about bad movies. Um, All we want, as long as we want, on the drama <laughs> and tea podcast. Right, exactly, because the drama is actually that this is not a good movie, and the tea is that this is not a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> but the castration. That's what's tea. That's, That's tea, sis. That's the tea. Elliot Page's character is, like, rubbing down Patrick Wilson's character's penis and balls with an ice cube. And Elliot is like, oh, I'm... I got a book from my dad that's, like, taught me how to do, like, medical stuff, so I'm going to castrate you myself. Yeah, 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 yeah. 14-year-old like, child is about on, like, to do a... scrubs, because I'm an honor student. Like, I'm it's all... Student. Everything's... I'm an honor student. I'm an honor student. Yeah, I'm so clever for my And age. I didn't even like Goldfrapp. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Goldfrapp got such a... A bad rap. Beating. Yeah, yeah. A bad rap. Gold, oh, panned. Gold rap. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a rap. Um, and... Then, you know, like, makes an incision and Patrick Wilson is screaming his oh lungs out. It's sweating, agonizing. Sweating and we're bullets. not seeing anything. But no, there is man, this screen in yeah. the back that is showing, like, blurry um, surgery. Uh, so, like, Elliot Page's character is like, I've set up a camera so that you can watch your own castration because it's all about, like, the camera and the lens <laughs> that he looks through and the kind of suffering that is captured through... Through like the him digital shooting, photography yeah, and, and and you know and the, all the photos of underage girls that he's taken that that we haven't seen that and we haven't seen but that are we in the fence is, in the in the zen garden yeah of he's the got apartment like these, and in the you safe know, you know he's got all these images hidden in his house that eventually are found and we're not we don't know what we're seeing but thank God we basically look at um, Elliot Page's character scream he's like so offended and upset by what he sees so we're meant to be like okay now he deserves to be castrated yeah i didn't realize until watching this film that castration means cutting off the, the balls. balls i always thought it meant cutting it all off oh. oh well i think i didn't know i think well i think maybe i thought it was a bit more like abstract like when i was learning about like the cockings last night at my sex training I was learning about all of the different kind of ways to to wear the cock ring. And, like, right. a, there was, like, oh, you know, in our guide, we have, like, three ways that I've illustrated here, you know, to put the cock ring. And I'll explain each position right. and which is best for each position. And I'll tell you about the secret fourth position. So oh. maybe castrations like that as well, where it's, like... Castration is the secret, secret fourth. fourth. It's like when people say, oh, did you do a number one or a number two <laughs> or a number three? You yeah, know, yeah, like, yeah. it's like, number three is cutting your balls off yeah yeah um you're gonna be an honest student 
any minute now. And I feel like you are going to come across castrated individuals in your future. Oh, that would be awesome. That are going to ask you questions about what sort of C-ring is going to be right for them. Yeah. And um, I would love that. And I'm sure, you know, when the time comes, I will have that answer. You'll, you'll treat them with the kind of respect and dignity that Elliot Page's character <laughs> did not <laughs> treat Patrick Wilson's character with in this film. <laughs> And thank God, because that gave us something interesting to watch mm, in mm. amidst a film of um, screaming in a very chic house slash apartment. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, basically... <laughs> uh, I love that our problems with the movies were that was clearly a, a house, not an apartment. And <laughs> um, and I thought castration was the whole thing, not just the balls, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah, totally. Well, that was very much... I was watching the film and I was like... Oh, the more you know. Well, this will be something to talk about on the podcast. How fascinating that they drama only and the tea balls. podcast. <laughs> if you had, if you had um, a dick and balls, Laura, yeah, which one which would I you give. prefer to have chopped, chopped off? off? Probably the balls. I really? Think, I think. I well, I've seen, I've seen dick and no balls before. Right. But I've never seen balls and no dick. Right. What about you? The more I think about it, me neither. <laughs> and really, like the balls are kind of. That's the ornament, right? That's the right. like. That's the jingle bells. That's the that's mm. the that's the stuff you decorate the Christmas oh, tree. Oh, totally! With. I saw some cock rings last night that have like an extra loop on the end, and the person training me said, "Well, you know, you can also just hang things from the loop, like accessories or right." Isn't that amazing? That's I so almost fun. joked back. It's like so not the environment where I could do that. I was like, "Ha ha!" In my head, my secret inside joke to myself, "Ha ha!" Like a dream catcher, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you know I'm catching dreams. <laughs> When I... Oh, that would be a dream for me, you know? <laughs> totally. Yeah. Um, basically, the little kid is like, seriously, it turns out castration is the easiest surgical procedure going around. That was fantastic. I I nailed it. And then um, goes away to have a shower. Yeah. Somehow the pretty pedophile... This is the, the blood on the forehead there. That yeah. Remains. yeah. Yeah, that's true. Another plot hole. Um, Crazy. The the pretty pedophile discovers that he, like, breaks free. So he's, like, shabarried down. Shabari. This kid has learned some kinky things yes. at school. Like, yes. this is the problem with sex education. This is what Madonna's impact is. People are learning shabari and castration at school because Madonna's pop music has um, inoculated the masses mm. to a point where um, sexual deviancy and perversion is rife and now a part of the American school system. Yeah, um, and we have the Madonna to thank. Exactly. Thank you, Madonna. Thank you so much. <laughs> I loved my sex education. <laughs> I still have my textbook at home, the sex book. Mm, um, mm. So, yeah, he looks down at his pretty little pee and he finds that he has not been castrated. Mm. Which I was so like, Oh, what? I just didn't know what to believe because they didn't show me fucking I anything. I needed to see. I needed yeah. to see. Did he get cut up? I don't... Oh, I just... Did she even make an incision? <laughs> this is so Why bad. was he screaming? For so, like, I had such little investment in in the film that I actually did not care to think about was it or wasn't it real. Like, the moment that was kind of forced... Real that thought was forced upon you as the viewer. I just thought... Right. Oh, my God, I'm not even going to deal with that. You know what I, I know, mean? I know, it's so annoying when movies do that to us, when they tell us, like, that their, um, that their own plot is happening and then not happening. Oh, it annoys it's me. It's such an annoying flip. Basically, there's, like, this really strange line that I was struck by where um, the kid is like, 
They're che- they're toasting. They're saying like cheers. Yeah, and um, and the kid goes, "Carpe omnius" as a as a um as a toast, and the the man. He's is like, like, "Don't you mean carpe diem or whatever?" Don't you mean carpe diem? And she's like, "No, I mean carpe omnius. Take it all." And it's like, "Well, then why didn't you take the balls?" Right, give it to me. The <laughs> balls, the balls, right? <laughs> if give there's it, excitement, put, put me, me in, in it. it. And when I say in it, I mean... Yeah. Well, and what's that other line in Give It To Me? Um, <laughs> if you can handle it, undress me? No, 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 the arrest me one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if, it's, um, if it's against the law, arrest, arrest me. me. If you can handle it, undress, undress me. me. That's if... a fabulous place for us to end. I think so, too. Should we seal it with a loving we kiss? We should seal it with a loving kiss. Mwah.